Hi everyone, welcome to Packers Unscripted from Packers.com. I am Mike Spofford. He is the one and only Wes Hodkowitz. We're coming to you here from our studios at Lambeau Field. Wes, the first preseason game is upon us. Packers versus the Tennessee Titans, Thursday night, 7 p.m. kickoff at Lambeau Field. Let's get right into it. There's a lot of things to be paying attention to here in the preseason opener. The first thing that comes to mind for me is this backup quarterback battle. Deshaun Kaiser, Brett Hundley. It's going to last throughout the preseason, all four games, but this is sort of stage number one. Since the beginning of time, Mike, since they decided they wanted to do an exhibition season, <laughs> uh, going back to when there were six games and 50 practices and training camp, the preseason games always seem to come down to the quarterbacks and seeing what these guys look like. Because as we talked about in some of the other videos we've done and, and even some of our discussions for stories, so much of practice, you only can make so much out of it. I think there's conclusions you can draw. You see guys like Jake Kumaro stepping up. Um, you know, guys who you thought were relatively obscure become sort of names. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you have to get into preseason action. I think the quarterback position epitomizes that. Deshaun Kaiser, my first impression of him, has an NFL caliber arm. Uh, you look at him standing, he looks like an NFL quarterback. Uh, and some good athleticism there. Now can he take everything he learned from last year with the with the Browns and kind of getting thrown in the fire and now working with Frank Signetti here in Green Bay and Mike McCarthy and trying to make those adjustments and really show that he's grown as a player. Still only 22 years old, a lot of football ahead of him. And then conversely with Brett Hundley, also played a lot last year, also got thrown in the fire in some regard yep. and seeing if he can be better for it. Yeah, I think it's a matter of seeing the progress from both of these guys. Brett Hundley has nine starts from a season ago, tape that he was able to digest throughout the offseason running this offense. There were some tweaks to the offense, some new things to get adjusted to, but he's looking to show the progress that he's made. And with Kaiser, he talked in the spring about really – how his fundamentals were kind of broken down by this coaching staff. They changed a lot of things with his footwork, some things with his mechanics, all of that kind of stuff. And I think Aaron Rodgers said the other day, it's starting to look a little bit more comfortable for Kaiser. It looks like he's starting to have a little bit more fun out there on the field. Doesn't need to, uh, isn't quite as bogged down, maybe so to speak, in uh, the lack of success a year ago in Cleveland. This is a fresh start for him. It's an opportunity for him to take advantage of. The Packers wanted a competition at backup quarterback to really find who the best guy is going to be if heaven forbid something were to happen again to Aaron right. Rodgers and this is the competition they've been looking for so it's time for someone to to take that first leg up and and start to uh, take charge of it the Packers took a scrub brush approach with their playbook this offseason I think for Deshaun Kaiser it's taking a scrub brush approach to his rookie season because you go back Steve Young didn't have a great start with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Brett Favre did not have a great start with the Atlanta Falcons as a second round pick as well yeah so for Kaiser him being thrown in the way he was it's just it's not realistic. And I understand, and, and my thoughts are with the Browns for the situation they were in. They felt like that's what gave them the best chance of trying to get a victory. But a 21-year-old quarterback uh, that, that entered the league early, was making the adjustments he had to make, and having to have arguably one of the, the worst rosters in the NFL to play with, it's, it's tough for anybody to overcome. So I think what's going to be interesting for him is the reps he does get in this preseason. I think for Hundley, too, in some ways, everything's going to slow down a little bit now mm -hmm. because of how fast you know, the 2017 season went when you know all those bolts were flying and, and the snaps really mattered. Yeah, well, when this game kicks off on Thursday night, it's going to be 
a long list of young wide receivers who are going to be trying to make an impression themselves and help out these quarterbacks and decide this backup quarterback battle. Now, Aaron Rodgers had some very interesting comments at his locker after Tuesday's practice. He pointed out, as far as the young receivers go, he likes the progress he's seen from Geronimo Allison, D'Angelo Yancey, and Jake Kumro. You mentioned him earlier. But very critical of of the effort level, the concentration level, the the mental mistakes that he's seen in practice after practice from a lot of the other young receivers. Now, if that isn't a, a, a kick in the butt, I don't I don't know what is. I mean, these guys are going to be motivated enough, obviously. These right. young guys, their first NFL preseason action to to make an impression, but. Hey, you also uh, you want to catch number 12's eye here and 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 say, hey, I, I'm I'm improving, I'm doing better. I heard what you said. I'm going to get this thing straightened out because they all want to get on the same page with 12. I'm glad you brought this up too, Michael, because for me, the one thing you know, and you've covered Rogers basically his entire career here. He doesn't say anything for the sake of saying it. There's always meaning <laughs> no. behind it. There's a reason. And when he was talking about that, yes, you can perseverate on what his comments were about some of the young receivers and things. But the thing I thought about was two years ago in those scout team reps. At that time, Geronimo Allison was a nobody. Mm-hmm. He was a guy that played a couple seasons at Illinois, had a little bit of buzz to him as an undrafted free agent. Aaron Rodgers goes in there and runs some of that scout team stuff while I believe at the time, I want to say it was what, Brett Hundley and Scott Tolzien basically running the, the first team stuff yeah. going into that first preseason game. Geronimo Allison started to make plays. Geronimo Allison started to show something to Aaron Rodgers. It's a challenge. It's a challenge to those young receivers on this roster to be the next Geronimo Allison, not maybe necessarily from the standpoint of a college free agent trying to make a roster, but as a young player trying to show that their skill set, their tools can apply to this level. You can't have any let up. We know how important these training camp practices are, especially when they're in the pads. You only get so many of them. You have to make that work count. And I think for those young guys, that definitely is going to be a, a challenge for them to uh, you know, rise next time they're on the field with them. Yeah, when you talk about a guy like Jake Kumro, Aaron Rodgers has been very praiseworthy of this young man. He spent time a couple years on the practice squad with the Cincinnati Bengals, also some practice squad time with the New England Patriots. The Packers brought him in right at the end of last season, then signed him to the offseason roster. When uh, when things were done, he's talked about you know, he learned from a guy like AJ Green in Cincinnati, yeah. one of the best in the league. Sort of, you know his his preparation, how he goes about his job, and uh, as I said uh, in our final thoughts video, which will be up on Packers.com, which we just got done taping before we stepped in here. I don't know what else Jake Kumro can do on the practice field. The preseason games are here now. It's like, okay, now let's see what he can do in the game setting. And uh, if he continues to make the impression that he's made, it could be very difficult to leave him off of this roster. Well, and what's funny to me, Mike, in no disrespect to the wonderful University of Wisconsin-Whitewater, won numerous Division III championships, but... Heck of a program. How this guy ever ended up at the D3 level, uh, this is a Division I caliber athlete. You look at his bloodlines, where his family comes from. And he did start there, but but he, he, was, a wa- a he was a walk-on. He didn't get Illinois. a Division I scholarship. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, in, in Geronimo Allison talking with him you know, last week, he even mentioned they didn't play together, their time didn't correlate, but they played with some of the same people and uh they really was a big thinking there that this is a kid that could could be a player and for him and you even saw like look at a jared aberderis at wisconsin what he did walking on at a big 10 school and then becoming a a draft pick later on and having the success he did 
I, I look at Kumro and, and he, I, I just I don't see a Division three player is what I'm trying to say. And as he said, and I thought it was his best quote so far this whole camp, is when he's on the field, he doesn't think of himself as a D3 player. He thinks of himself as one of 10 or 11, 12 receivers trying to make a roster. He was watching. He was listening when the Packers drafted three receivers in the draft. What does that tell you? He, to him, it wasn't that he, well, this is just, uh, you know, there's no chance I'm going to make this roster now. It was telling him that there's opportunity here, and they're looking for these young guys to step up. And I think he's really done that through the first two weeks of camp and now needs to do it in a preseason game. Yeah, it's one of those things that uh, once everybody's in here in camp and you get to these preseason games, it doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't, doesn't matter where you were drafted, how you got to Green Bay. It's what you do on the field in, in those preseason games, and these guys are going to be watched closely. In a similar message, too, for D'Angelo Yancey. He, he had a big career at Purdue. Yeah. He was a fifth-round draft pick last year, didn't make the roster, spent the whole year on the pre in the practice squad. Right. He's coming back this year as a practice squad guy trying to make this roster and I think he's done some nice things I like how he operates in the slot and, and Aaron Rodgers you know even mentioned too the progress he's made it's noticeable going from year one to year two yeah well another position that we'll definitely be watching on the offensive side of the ball is offensive tackle Brian Balaga back in practice on a limited basis I would imagine he's not going to play Thursday night David Bakhtiari is currently out with an ankle injury fortunately said nothing catastrophic your basic garden variety basketball sprained ankle so he'll just need some time to heal but that puts the competition for the backup tackle positions and the pecking order there kind of into the spotlight. You have Kyle Murphy, Jason Spriggs, uh, two third-year guys coming off of injuries of their own from last year, and then a veteran, Byron Bell, who was brought in as a free agent, has started for multiple teams at multiple positions across the line through his career thus far. These guys are going to get a lot of snaps at offensive tackle, left side, right side, whatever you want to say on Thursday night and uh, it's it's a chance for them to make an impression as well as the coaching staff is going to decide okay if there's a game that Balaga or Bakhtiari can't play who's the guy that we're going to call yeah on? exactly and, and you look at Spriggs he put on that extra weight this offseason right in that 20 pound range he looks more he looks fuller he looks like an NFL tackle now and in trying to make the progress and the steps there Kyle Murphy coming back off the foot injury I I really liked what I saw from Murphy last year I mean before Justin McCray became kind of a thing uh, with with him being thrown in at basically every position and having to make do <laughs> Kyle Murphy was actually that first guy he was sort of practicing the entire offseason program at first he was working at guard there was thought that maybe he compete for a starting job there before Jari Evans was signed then he's working at right tackle uh, for a spell and then sure enough uh, probably one of the freakiest of freak injuries you'll ever see with yeah. David Bakhtiari in the opener and now Kyle Murphy had to be the starting left tackle for the Green Bay Packers and I, I thought he managed that role well for two weeks unfortunately suffered that foot injury but now coming back and in working both those sides it's valuable experience, and Mike McCarthy says it time and time again. You want to be able to just get a guy work at one spot. That's what's happening with McCray this year. Yeah. But realistically, when you're the sixth or seventh offensive lineman going into a regular season, you have to be ready to play anywhere. McCray did an excep exceptional job of that last year. Now you're looking at Murphy and Spriggs trying to do the same thing. Yeah, I will say for the lack of experience that Murphy had his rookie season, he hardly played yeah. maybe a little bit on right. special teams, like on field goal protection or something like that. He, when he was thrown into it, especially at left tackle, you're protecting the blind side of the franchise here in Aaron Rodgers. I thought he was a pleasant surprise in terms of really how he held up and 
as we talk about with offensive linemen, they're a story going into the game, but then if they're not a story coming out of the game, that's a good thing. And I thought after that first start he had at left tackle, we weren't really talking about Kyle Murphy. Right. It's like, okay, he's holding his own, you know, he'll be all right. And and that's a credit to him because nobody really knew except for him. He's a very confident guy. He was very confident in his abilities, but nobody else knew on the outside, you know, really what to expect. He showed up and unfortunately the injury, now he's come back from it. He's been working both sides, as you said, and uh, and this is a another chance for him to to start fresh and to make that impression through the preseason. Yeah, and on the side to that too, Mike, I, I wrote about it in the offseason you tip your cap to James Campen because what they had to go through last year, Lane Taylor playing left tackle yeah, no for doubt. a game, you had to have all these different moving parts. Justin McCray was a street free agent at the end of March, and he ends up starting eight games for you at multiple positions. The Packers don't want to repeat that again, but I thought that was one of the ultimate silver linings for that offense last year is the way they actually dealt with that. Yeah, all right. Well, before we uh, pivot to the defensive side of the ball here, Wes, I want to take care of some sponsor business. At home or here in the stands, we all know that Green Bay fans give it their all, and that takes a lot of energy. So grab a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Packers fans everywhere. Try the delicious classic chicken noodle soup. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the official soup partner of the Green Bay Packers. Okay, defensive side of the ball here, preseason game number one. I know there's a lot that needs to be sorted out in the secondary, a very deep group that the Packers have. We've seen Kevin King, Jair Alexander not practicing this week with what have been termed as minor injuries. I'm not necessarily going to be watching the secondary as much in this game as I am the linebackers. Yeah. Because whether you're talking inside or outside linebackers, there's a lot of young guys here that uh, – frankly need to get ready to play in 2018 and they haven't played a whole heck of a lot of NFL football to this point starting on the inside you know Jake Ryan's season ending ACL injury this is an awfully big game for a guy like Oren Burks isn't it it really is a third round draft pick talking to him about a week and a half ago he mentioned this is his opportunity this is his big shot to show why he was a third round draft pick and why the Packers had the belief in him to make him that that selection and, and really I wrote about this too. No matter what happened with Jake Ryan, Oren Burks was going to have a role on this defense this year. He he was. They talked to him about the coverage linebacker duties. You know how a season goes. The inside linebacker position, the the amount of contact there is at that spot. You have to have multiple options. The last three years have proven that. And Joe Thomas was one of those fixtures along with Ryan and Martinez. Well, he's gone now. So now you have Oren Burks coming in. I love his measurables. I love his speed, athleticism. Needs to show that he can be, come in and be a, an impact player right off the bat. There may be nobody being coached harder on the practice <laughs> field right now than Oren Burks. I'll just say that yeah. for anybody who's been at practice, you hear inside linebackers coach, run game, defensive run game coordinator Patrick Graham. You're hearing his voice right. all the time, and he's saying OB a lot for Oren Burks because there, there's he's, he's just on him, and right. it, it's – it's just a reflection of the sense of urgency because they believe in this kid, third-round pick out of Vanderbilt, and his role got exponentially larger in 2018 when Jake Ryan went down. He did, and and you know I, we get these questions a lot in inbox, Mike. I know you've been answering them. I've been answering them. You know why don't the Packers go out and sign a veteran inside linebacker? And the, the point I want to make is, one, Brian Gutekunst, the scouting department, even the coaching staff to some extent, they're challenging these young guys. A guy like Ahmad Thomas coming back off the practice squad, also a converted safety, yeah. trying to make that move. Greer Martini's had a really impressive camp so far as an undrafted free agent. Playing on a lot of special teams units. A lot of special teams drills, and, and yep. they, they have quite a few options there. The reason why you don't always see a team, not just the Packers, but any NFL team, okay, well, we have an injury at a big position, go out and sign a free agent. Well, now you're kind of pigeonholed into that free agent. You can't bring a guy in 
and then maybe not like what you see and just throw him on the bench. You have to know what you're doing. When the Packers did that with Cedric Benson in 2012, it was almost a worst-case scenario in case of emergency break-the-glass kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And we saw what ended up happening there. The Packers end up going with their young guys anyway. That's the big thing here. You have young guys. You've taken them. You've trusted them. You've developed them since April. You got to trust them to step up to this challenge. Yeah, you've got to see what they have in the preseason games when the lights come on, and we'll see what happens. Obviously, you never know if there are going to be more injuries. Maybe some guys emerge, maybe some guys don't pan out. We saw at the end of last season guys like Quentin Dial and Ahmad Brooks were veterans who were brought in late in the process when the Packers felt they did need to fortify some things. So just because they aren't signing somebody now doesn't mean they aren't going to, but at the same time, they're going to give these young guys that they've been developing a chance to show what they have and all you're doing by bringing in a veteran guy now is taking away very valuable practice and preseason reps Absolutely. from the guys that you that you want to prove themselves and if you do the Madden thing that I think all these fans want to do not all of them but some you know that eliminates the potential of having a Justin McCray or a Geronimo Allison or even like a Reggie Gilbert if you just stack that group up you know who knows if Reggie Gilbert gets the opportunity that he did at the end of last year to kind of step up and now potentially be a contributor in this defense yeah you have to trust your development process it's a young man's game there is certain times that it fits for a veteran I think Jari Evans was a good example of that last year but at the end of the day you have young guys and you're developing them for a reason and I think Again, we have to see how this preseason turns out, how the training camp turns out. But right now, with having Blake Martinez established and finding options next to him, the course of action makes sense for the Packers. Yeah. With regards to the outside linebackers, Nick Perry's still on PUP. Looks like he's maybe getting close to practicing, yeah. but uh, has not been cleared yet. This first preseason game, not likely. I would think that Clay Matthews would play, or if he does, it'll be very limited. So here we go. Reggie Gilbert. Vince Beagle, Chris Odom, Kendall Donerson, Kyler Fackrell, you know, here's your chance. You know, yeah. show that you, as we talked about with the offensive tackles, show that you're the guy that the coaches are going to call on first when Nick Perry or Clay Matthews needs to take a playoff or a game off if yeah. something happens with, you know, an injury, so to speak. So this is uh, this is where it starts. There are four of these preseason games. These guys are going to get a lot of reps, and uh, and it's like, hey, who can set the edge and who can get after the quarterback? I, I've said this time and time again. I, I think there was uh, kind of the spoiling factor a little bit with having Julius Peppers there. That doesn't happen, not only in Green Bay, but anywhere in the NFL that you have a guy like him just waiting in the wings and being able to use him in as many different ways as the Packers did. Well, a couple other things, too. I mean, when you look back at those years, I mentioned this in Insider Inbox, you, you also had Mike Neal, who was yeah. an accomplished professional yeah. player, and then you had a former first-round draft pick in Dayton Jones, who was transitioning to outside linebacker, a guy who you know, did have a few accomplishments in the league even before he shifted over. This is a completely different situation right. in terms of the depth. It's about finding out what these guys have. And I've covered teams too, and I've said this before, Des Moses started six games for the Packers in 2012. I mean, there is good, healthy talent at that position. Frank Kyler Zombo Fackrell. got a sack in the Super Bowl exactly. I mean, as a rookie. So you have Kyler Fackrell, third-round pick. Vince Beagle did not get a chance to play in the preseason last year, coming back as a fourth-round pick. I think Reggie Gilbert's been in the system for two solid years of development in making that switch. And Chris Odom's a guy that could have easily been drafted a year ago, had been talking to the Packers. So they have ability – now, can you rise up to that occasion? I, and that's why for me, and I mentioned it in our, our final thoughts video uh, for the website, 
I, that's the position I'm looking the most at because yeah. they're going to have an abundance of opportunities in this game against the Titans. Yeah, no question about it. Before we go, Wes, one last thing in the spotlight here. It's the new surface at Lambeau it Field. Is. I know family night, the lights were on, everything. By all accounts, the surface held up well, but Mike McCarthy even said, now you're playing a game. It's full 60 minutes and everything, and the Packers are actually going to play two games on this new surface now in a span of eight days, two consecutive yep. Thursday nights before then there's a break, uh, before that season opener Sunday night football against the Chicago Bears. So, uh, you know, all the reports so far, the surface is in great shape. Everybody loves it. Hats off to Alan Johnson and his crew. But, uh, but yeah, now we get to see what it really looks like. I'm going to throw in a nice little adjective there for you as well from our public relations or public affairs coordinator, Katie Hermson. She said it was cute. It was a cute field. It's a cute. So okay. for, for, for my uh, for my money, though, it's a pristine. Uh, it, I, I was blown away by how nice it looked. I wasn't here in 2007 uh, when they put in the last one. Uh, it's, it is a 100% everything you want it to be, and I'm excited to see how it plays out now, now that uh, we got some football games. All right, with that, we will sign off on this edition of Packers Unscripted. Be sure to follow all of our coverage of the team and of Thursday night's game, of course, on Packers.com. On Twitter, he's at Wes Hot. I'm at Mike Spofford, at Packers for the team account. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next time.